here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. What is going on? Welcome to Gambling with Gold. My name is Jason Gold. This is Joey. Joey is finally back. He's here to do our NFL Week 1 Best Bets. Can't wait to dive into this with you, Joey. Are you excited? I could not be more excited. NFL's starting up. We got some gambling to talk about, so let's do it. All right. So first bet on the board, the way that we're going to go through this is we're going to do our five best bets against the spread. Then we're going to talk about survivor pieces that we like this week, player props, totals that we're in on, and then also we're going to talk about all the games that we did not mention amongst those as our leans or games to stay away from. So, Joey, I'll let you have the four. What's your uh, best bet of the week on a side? On the spread, I am going to go with Detroit plus four. I love Detroit. I love Dan Campbell. I think he's building a winning culture at that program. Uh, they had three wins last year, and Vegas already has their win prop at six and a half. That just shows people do have trust in uh, the Lions and Dan Campbell. But uh, the Lions did not look good from the record last year, but adding Aiden Hutchinson with the number two pick, I think he's going to have a monster year. And I think they match up good against the Eagles. I'm not sold on the Eagles one bit. Um, I think the Lions are going to have a great home opener. And I think plus four is a lot. You're not sold on the Eagles at all? No. No, I'm not. I I actually don't really like the Eagles. I don't even think they win their division. That's why I think they start off extremely slow. I'm going. This is like the hottest take possible within this company right now. To be really? anti-Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I think everybody's on the Eagles this year. Oh, man. Listen, coming off that hard knocks, you show it showed. Dan Campbell wants to win, and there's no way that he's winning, that he's losing this home opener. All right, fair enough. I actually like the Detroit side. It is one of my leans for this week. I am all over the Philadelphia Eagles. I've bet a lot of money on them across the market to win the division, over wins, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but I do think that four at home – Better get that number before this moves to three and a half because Sharps are definitely hitting uh, Detroit. And I think the public maybe a little bit too because of hard knocks. We'll see how that ends up ending or going. But um, Detroit plus four, I don't hate. This is actually my best bet in terms of the over this week. Uh, I betted it over 47. It's at 48 and a half, 49 right now. That I wouldn't touch. 48 and a half. If this gets to 48, if you're out there, Go bet the over. 48 and a half. No. 48. Key number in the market. Yes. Go bet the over here. I actually think that Detroit is a great bet for the over in week two. Also, if you want to be super degenerate against the Washington Commanders, over 45 points. I already bet that one also. Uh, look, this this Lions defense is still going to struggle. The secondary still stinks. Their linebackers aren't very good. The defensive line should be pretty decent. The offense is going to play with a ton of speed. And they have playmakers at every level. Jared Goff, I think, will be competent this year. They have a great offensive line, probably one of the top offensive lines, top five offensive lines in football. So I love the over. Uh, if you get this at 48, that would be a stone cold or stone gold lock. Absolutely uh, on that over. Uh, my first best bet against the spread, I'm going to go to Cincinnati, but we're not going to take the Bengals. We're taking the Pittsburgh Steelers plus six and a half. Every game in the AFC North ends. At three points, it's always a field goal game. You're taking a team that no one likes in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Everyone's bet the under seven and a half. You're giving them plus six and a half points against 
the defending AFC champions at home. Everybody's going to be high on the Bengals. They're 4-18 and 18 in the last 22 years. The Super Bowl runner-up is the next year in week one against the spread. This is a perfect spot to bet a divisional dog on the road with a quarterback in Mitch Trubisky that no one trusts. I still think that this is going to be a really, really good defense in Pittsburgh. The total set at 44 and a half. This is a perfect bet. I'm all over the Pittsburgh Steelers plus six and a half. I, I'm with you on that. I think putting Mitch in a new offense, you're actually going to see a talented quarterback. And I know it's surprising. Um, Steelers have a lot of weapons who I like a lot in uh, Johnson um, and Najee. Another thing that I wanted to say is it's, an, it's a divisional matchup here. And oh, yeah. these teams are absolute rivals. I love the Steelers plus six. I think that's too many points for a week one divisional matchup. If this game does end and the Bengals do win, I don't think it's more than two points. So I'm definitely with you on the Steelers. The whole public is high on the Bengals simply because of that Super Bowl run. But I know we talked about it before. I'm not that high on the Bengals this year. I'm not even sure if they get to the playoffs. It's another hot take, but I like that pick a lot. The Steelers plus six was in my uh, my bets for the week. All right. Uh, what's your next bet up? All right, this one was – I'm excited to talk about this. I know everyone is. Uh, this might be the game of the week at this point. Um, Browns versus the Panthers. Yep. I think it's I think it's the – I think it's Baker time. I think it's Big Show. I think um, the Panthers minus two and a half is kind of a slap in the face. I think it should be minus seven. I'm all on the Panthers. Uh, Jacoby Brissett is not an NFL quarterback. I saw it as a Dolphins fan last year. He is not a starter. There is no talent there. Uh, Baker's playing with a chip on his shoulder. And also the Browns are 0-16-1 and and in their last 17 season openers. Take the Panthers. Baker Mayfield is still a good quarterback, and uh, I think he's going to have a day. I think that the last time that they covered uh, in week one, I think I forgot I heard it yesterday. I think that Kyle Bowler was their quarterback. So (laughs) that should probably tell you all you need to know about that. Now, I will say, you gave up the number two and a half. This number is now plus one and a half for the Browns at BetMGM. Sharps are really coming in on the Browns at this point. I'd be interested to see where this goes by kickoff. I've seen as low as pick them in some places. If it keeps moving that way, it makes me think the Sharps know something about the Browns. I don't personally feel good about it. Uh, I did bet a couple times on Jacoby Brissett last year. It ended up wow. working out well. No, that, that game where Miami went into uh, Vegas is like one of my favorite gambling games ever. Like gross gambling games. Uh, I love watching Brissett. But it was great. I got Brissett. It was a disgusting game, but he covered, so I don't care. It was. That um, was when went into OT, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sweating my balls off over here on yep. that. Uh, so the total set at 42, so going to be a low line defensive struggle. I still like Cleveland's defense a lot. You know, if, you, if they gave – the reason that they went out and got Deshaun is because the rest of that roster is pretty elite. And I don't really love their wide receivers this year, but everywhere else, they're, they're pretty good. Carolina, can we say that? Their defense is really young and really talented, but have they put it together yet? McCaffrey healthy, DJ Moore healthy, obviously that's helpful. I, I think that Baker could have a good year. I'm not going to take a position on this line. I'm just interested to see where this ends up because if it ends up as pick I may be tempted to go in the Browns here just because I think the Sharps know something, not because my personal read says anything about it. Gotcha. Uh, my next bet on the board, you know, this is also my survivor pick, but I'm going to go all out here. Baltimore, minus seven, at the Jets. 
Look, I, I know Joe Flacco's going up against his old team. I know that the old the old vet might have one good game left in him. I know that he threw the ball all over the yard last year when he came in for Zach Wilson. This Ravens team just starts hot. This is my Super Bowl team, my Super Bowl favorite. Lamar Jackson just got announced that he's not signing a contract. He's going to be motivated as shit. I love that, that he's not signing the contract. That's great. This Ravens defense, I think, is going to be the best defense in football this year. They have the best kicker in football. I think the Ravens come out and absolutely stomp on the New York Jets. I think that they win like 42 to 10. Wow. Well, my best bets for the week uh, disagree with this one because I picked Jets plus seven. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I think Salah is a great coach, and I think there's no way that he opens up getting his teeth stomped in. Um, Lamar himself is just an absolute stud. You can't deny that. And I did see that he didn't sign the contract, which is why I didn't like it. Um, I think there's way more pressure on him to perform now. There always was pressure on Lamar. People were saying, oh, he can't throw the ball. Can he last in this league? And obviously he's proved people wrong day in and day out. But I think there's a lot more pressure on him. I think the only thing the Jets really have to focus on is stopping Mark Andrews because he is one of the best tight ends in the league, no doubt about him. I scooped him up in fantasy, so I'm hoping he has a good game. Uh, I think we're going to see these young guys on the Jets perform really well, though, and sauce um, more. I don't know. I think the Jets do keep it close, and that's why I did take the plus seven. I know Flacco's playing his old team. It's almost like it's shaped up too perfectly. I'm go- I'm on Jets plus seven. Head to head, baby. Let's yep. go. I love yep. it. Love a little spice on a Friday morning. Fair yep. enough. Uh, what's your third best bet? Uh, I just give it out with the Jets. No, no, no. no. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to skip the Jets one now. But uh, I do like the Saints minus five against the Falcons. I think the Saints are a better team. I think the Falcons are going to continue to be the worst team in the league. I like Mariota. But I think his time has passed. I don't think he's in. Uh, he's an NFL quarterback, and I think Jameis Winston is going to prove to people that he's going to have an amazing year, and he deserves to be a starter, and he will be a top ten quarterback in the league. Uh, I have the Atlanta Falcons plus five and a half written down. This is one of my strong, strong leans, and potentially one of my best bets. Uh, okay. So we are we're really head to head here. It's fine. Um, my reason for the Falcons. So the total set at forty three right now. Plus five and a half as a home divisional dog. It's just a perfect spot. Like, forget who the teams are and what your opinion of the Falcons and the Saints may be. If you give me week one, plus five and a half divisional dog with a total of 43, I'm always going to take that home dog. So that's kind of where my head's at right now. I'm not trying to look too much into, oh, what's Mariota going to look like in the scheme? What's the Saints defense going to look like? Is, is Jameis Winston going to have, you know, a successful season with the new head coach, Dennis Talent? doesn't matter as much to me. I'm getting plus five and a half as a home divisional dog, total set at 43. I have to bet it. Um, from an actual angle perspective, I, I think that defending Mariota in this offense uh, is going to prove to be a little difficult for the Saints early on. Um, I think it'll be interesting. Atlanta has all of their playmakers. My question for it for this game is really like, is Atlanta's defense competent enough to stop what the Saints are going to do? And then on the other side, is the Saints offense, given all of the kind of spare parts that they're putting together, there's an idea of a really good offense there, but is it cohesive yet? Do we know that Michael Thomas is going to be back? Is Chris Olave as a rookie in his first game going to be ready for the big moment? Uh, is Jarvis Landry incorporating the offense yet? What's going on with Alvin Kamara? Is Jameis Winston healthy? What's the offensive line look like without left tackle Teron Armstead and no Trevor Penning? Like, those are just, it's just question marks for me about they have the pieces to be really successful. 
is he going to come together in week one and cover a five and a half point spread on the road against a divisional opponent? I don't know. You're right. I, you do make a good point on they have so many stars and talents around them. All they have to do is put it together and they could easily be a playoff team. So I'm curious yeah. to see how that does work out with the Saints. Um, I wanted to go into my survivor pick pool. Yep, go for it. So I know that we talked about trap game this, trap game that. I had to just go with it. I had to go with the Colts against the Texans, even though I'm completely setting myself up for failure. I think the line started at Colts minus nine. Now it's at Colts minus seven. Uh, people are high on the Texans. Not high, but you know they have some hope for the Texans this year. I know you said that you could see them being kind of a dark horse in a way. Um, I'm playing it safe first round. I'm going with the, the Colts because I don't really feel the need to pick them any other week either. They're not really a strong survivor pool team, so I'm going with the Colts. I'm excited had, to see uh, Matt Ryan in that offense too. Uh, so I had four teams written down as survivor picks that. So I'm in the survivor contest in uh, Las Vegas at the Circa. Um, so this that one is 20 weeks. So you have to play one every 18 weeks. And then for the Thanksgiving and the Christmas Day games, you have to pick one. And if you have used all of those teams that are playing on those days, you're out. You're screwed, even if you make it that far. So there's a little bit more of like a long game here. So there's some teams that I just can't pick because I have to save them for them. So I had four teams written down, uh, San Francisco, Baltimore, Tennessee, and Indianapolis. I took off San Francisco after the George Kittle injury just because, of you know, they depend so much on that blocking tight end. That I just don't want to get caught in that way, even though I firmly believe that San Francisco is going to win that game. Uh, Tennessee. I like the Giants at plus six this week. This is one of my strong leans. I just think that's going to be a really, really tight game. Tennessee makes a lot of sense because it's the only game, it's the biggest home favorite that is a non-divisional game. So that's like kind of what sticks out to me. Look, my, my sixth favorite at home, Derrick Henry is going to be healthy and fully rested. Uh, the Giants, new head coach, like we don't know what that's going to look like yet. So it makes a lot of sense to take Tennessee, but – do I really want to bank week one in my entire lifeline on the Tennessee Titans? Absolutely fucking not. So, and then my fourth one was Indy. And my general kind of rule is I don't want to deal with divisional teams, especially when they're on the road. So they kind of got off the board for me. That's my, I just can't, can't get around it. I do also have as one of my best bets, Houston plus seven. Uh, All right. The Indianapolis Colts. The Indianapolis Colts have lost seven straight openers. Even if you go back to like the first four or five weeks of the season under Frank Wright, they start slow and then they get really, really hot. Just not a team that I want to get in front of. I think this Houston Texas team can do a lot of interesting things. Uh, Offensively, I like the bottom of their roster a lot. Like 20 through 53, they have one of the best rosters in the NFL. They just have enough star talent. Um, I expect to see a low-scoring, tight game. I think that the Colts win like 24-20, something like that. Uh, keep the ball on the ground with Jonathan Taylor, have success there. I know that they blew him out both times last year, but I don't anticipate that this year. So give me 24-20. I think Houston comes inside the number, but uh, I think that Indianapolis is probably a decent survivor play. It just wouldn't be my favorite. One of my top four, but I can't get yeah. around it being just my number myself, one. Set myself up for failure because you know the trap's coming. You know the trap's coming. Davis Mills is going to have a career game. Uh, they got, you know, Watson's gone, so they don't have to deal with that drama all year again, too. He's the guy. They have trust in him. You never know, man. That's unfortunately now I'm kind of second guessing it after you just said all that. Um, no, I, I I don't think you have to second guess it. I think it's one of the top four picks on the board. It just wouldn't be my favorite. But you're 
you're on the Jets at plus seven. So why in the fuck would you take Baltimore? We don't have to agree on everything. We're good. Well, I, I think we've agreed on nothing this morning. Um, <laughs> I have a, I have another bet that I want to talk about. It's an anytime yep. touchdown bet. Um, I love these. One of my favorite bets to make. No parlays either, just straight up. I'm going to have to go against my own team here. I think Devontae Parker scores a touchdown on the, against the Dolphins this week. Um, is this like a revenge Howard, game thing? Yep. I think Xavier Howard is going to be handling most of the field, but Byron Jones has just been uh, ruled out for the game. He's on the list. So it's curious to see which one of these young corners is going to be matched up against um, some of these patch receivers. Uh, I think he's going to have a day. Unfortunately, I still think the Finns win. But Devontae Parker, Revenge Gabe TD, um, I would hop on that. All right. I don't hate it. Uh, although I think New England may score just those seven points. That's it. That's it. Nothing more. All right. Uh, my other – so I mentioned four of my best bets. My fifth best bet that I have on the board is for Monday night, Seahawks plus six and a half against Denver. Really low scoring game. I think that it obviously a great spot for Seattle at home. I don't know what to expect from this Broncos offense. I think Seattle just comes out hot. I could see them absolutely winning this game. I kind of like them outright to win uh, at plus six and a half, plus 200 on the money line. I like the under 44 and a half in that game as well. Sorry, Russ. I don't think that you walk back into Seattle with the 12th man is going to be going absolutely insane. I, I think, I think Seattle's really going to throw it in Denver's face. And I, I don't, I don't love Nathaniel Hackett. I don't, I don't love it early. We got Geno Smith, right? Oh, yeah, we got Geno. He's the starter. Okay, man, I wouldn't like to see Drew Locke, but, um, yeah, I like that a lot. I think Russ is going to be absolutely rattled walking back into that stadium. Um, it's going to be electric. People are doubting the Seahawks. Everyone is just putting them on the lowest of lows, including myself. But I think they do come out hotter than most people would expect. So I like the Seahawks plus six and a half. That's a lot of points at home, first game of the season, 12th man. Exactly. Uh, all right, let's run through the games that we haven't talked about yet. Um, so we talked about Ravens. I'm on Ravens. You're on Jets. Oh, I like the over 44.5 in the Ravens-Jets game for what it's worth. I I said 42-10 was my predicted score. Maybe that's a little bit mean to the Jets, but I do like the over there. Saints-Falcons were on different sides. Patriots-Dolphins. I think you and I are both on the Dolphins here. Love the Dolphins. Don't love the number 3.5. Wouldn't bet that, but I've already hit it to 2.5. And three, if this comes back down to three, I'd probably bet the Dolphins again. I know that you you sprinkled a little bit when it got to three and a half, but I think that's more because you can't help yourself at this point. I did. I can't. But I do. Most of my bets are all money line because I usually don't like taking the spread. But, you know, as a Dolphins fan, I think they're going to blow them out. But most of my bets are money line. I think to be safe, you want to take the money line on that game. The game, the bet that I like the most in that game, I think, is going to be Miami team total over. I'm not 100% sure what it's going to be set out. Uh, 45, so 24-21. So if you get Miami at like, if you can get Miami at 23 and a half or 24, I love that. 24 and a half gets a little dicey, but 23 and a half, 24, I would be all over the Miami Dolphins. I do this one. Uh, Cleveland Browns, Carolina Panthers, we talked about. Steelers, Bengals, we talked about. Nothing on the total there. 49ers, Bears, I love the 49ers. Now this line, ooh, interesting. Uh, line at MGM right now, 49ers minus six and a half, minus 115. Total set at 40 and a half. Uh, any read on this game after the George Kittle injury? Any interest in betting it? I honestly am going to go with the under here. I could see this being a really low scoring game. I don't see Chicago scoring more than seven points either. I think they have one of the worst offenses in the league. So I'm going to, I'm all on the, uh, the under here. 
I'm not going to touch anything else because you never know with these games. Fair enough. Uh, I like the 49ers. Fuck, not at six and a half. If if the line is seven come Sunday, I love it as a teaser piece. I've already bet it as a teaser piece in a couple of different places. I can read this off to you right now. I combine them with the Minnesota plus eight, Cleveland plus eight and a half. Uh, I actually lost one with the Rams last night on that, and I've combined it with Baltimore at uh, minus one as well. Um, all right. Philadelphia Eagles, Detroit Lions, we talked about. You like Detroit. I like the over if you can get it at 48 or lower. It's currently 48 and a half at BetMGM. Colts, Texans, I like the Texans. You're on the Colts for Survivor. Jaguars, Commanders. Okay, this is an interesting game. I yes. love the Jaguars, and I bet the Jaguars at plus three and plus 140 on the money line. It is now plus two and a half in the market. Total set at 43 and a half. Any particular angle you're interested in this one? Uh, I'm going with the Jags money line. I, I, I like the Jags on this. I think they they come back. ETN back too. Trevor Lawrence, I think, is also playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder too because he hasn't been able to do much. But I think this is the year where we finally see that he's going to be a QB that's going to be around in this league. And I think he throws all over the Washington defense. Um, I know I, – did you see that thing about uh, Chase Young too, re-aggravating his injury? Yeah, he's got a while. Like that right there too It just shows how that season is going to go for them. So – I like the Jags. I, I think uh, they they got all that drama out of the way too last year. Um, they open up the season one and zero. I am on the Jaguars for the season over, and I'm on the Commanders under. So it only makes sense that I'm on the Jaguars in this position. Uh, it's a little scary with how much actions on the market in terms of the Jaguars. Um, so I'm like, I, that's why it's not in my top five. Also, that number at two and a half. Like if it was a plus three or plus three and a half, it'd probably be in. I just think that Doug Peterson, that offense is going to come out and really surprise people and be a lot more efficient and effective against this Washington Commanders defense that did nothing in the secondary in the offseason. It was, you know, objectively terrible last year. So uh, I would expect a really good game from the Jaguars offensively. I kind of like that over 43 and a half points. I know it's a little scary, but I kind of like the over 43 and a half. I think the Jacksonville's offense gets rolling. What do you uh, think on the, what do you think, what are your thoughts on the Green Bay Minnesota Vikings game. This, yeah, this, so this might be the game of the week. It's definitely the game of the week for me, I think, at least after last night, although last night's ended up being trash. Um, I bet the Minnesota Vikings as a teaser piece at plus eight and a half when they were plus two and a half. Now the number's uh, minus one and a half. So I was at 47 right now. I, I think that it, you know that I'm across the board on everything Vikings this year. Yeah. I think the market has overreacted to the Vikings a little bit. I kind of want to bet the Packers. Yeah, I mean, you got to realize they're still going against A-Rod, like an MVP two years in a row. I, I agree with the fact that the public itself is just really making the Vikings to seem like they're a, a top team, which I know we're all high on the Vikings this year, and Kirk Cousins specifically. But, yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. I do like the over on this uh, as well. I think both QBs, Yeah, I think both QBs throw for – easily over 300 yards and i think it's going to be a shootout oh so rogers over 300 yards well if you like that the, the uh player props on those are probably going to be in like the 260s so gotta smash the overs if you like that there yeah. and that the over 47 and a half and you honestly you probably get some really interesting uh wide receiver props to take advantage of in terms of yardage there yeah uh all right a couple more games on the board that we haven't talked about kansas city chiefs Minus six at the Arizona Cardinals. Total set at 53.5. I love the under in this game, under 53.5. If this line gets up to seven for Kansas City, I'd love it as a teaser piece. I think Kansas City is completely undervalued right now. 
the market has caught up to that when this line was two and a half and then three, three and a half. This week it jumped all the way up to six. So there's probably a buyback opportunity on Arizona, but I'm not going to take it. Just give me the under 53 and a half and wait for Kansas City to maybe get to minus seven. I'll use it as a teeter piece. That's about all I have on this one. Yeah, if this game stayed at uh, KC minus three and a half, I probably would have said that's my max play of the week. Um, obviously, people start seeing that the Chiefs are still the Chiefs no matter what, even though Tyreek's gone. And I know we both are very not high on the Cardinals <laughs> at all. So, uh, to say the I, least. I would say it's definitely Chiefs money line in this one. And I do like the under two. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game that uh, people aren't really as interested in as well. I don't think – Kyler's going to start the season hot or anything like that either. So uh, I'm going with the Chiefs in the under. Like it. Uh, Two more games that we haven't talked about. Well, actually, three more games that we haven't talked about at all. We'll run through them quickly. Uh, Raiders, Chargers. Chargers minus three and a half at home. Total set at 52 and a half. Any particular angle on this one? Mm, I I like Vegas plus three and a half. I like Vegas with the points. If it was two and a half, I wouldn't probably take it, but... I don't know. I like three and a half divisional game and uh, a good rematch from last year's finale. So I do like Vegas on this one. Yeah. Three and a half. You know, they have it out there for a reason. I think it looks really interesting and intriguing, but they haven't moved it. You would anticipate that most of the action would be on Vegas in this game. The fact that they haven't moved it makes me think that they know something about the chargers in this game. I just don't want to, I don't want to take a bite out of that apple either way in this one. And I don't want to touch the total because I could see this being, 24 21 Chargers, and I can also see it being, you know, 42 38, you know, everyone track track and field meet. Yeah, this is looking like a game where I probably wouldn't bet and just enjoy it. I, I don't think I'm touching this. It's 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 too divisional, it's too it's too fishy. You tell me that on Sunday when they start scoring all these <laughs> points, and I'm like, all right, I gotta get in on this, some action on this one. No, live um, bet, live bet, live bet. Ex- exactly. I'm gonna be live betting the shit out of that game, I can guarantee you right now. Uh Giants, Titans, Lions now five and a half at MGM. Uh, any interest in that? Total is 43 and a half. Mm, I would probably say the under in this one. Giants offense is still just ridiculously bad. I don't care if they changed anything. Um, I'm looking forward to see Saquon run. I hope he does good. But I'm going to take the under completely. I think this game is going to be a run battle and nothing's really going to come from it. I would say 17-7 Titans win. Ooh, that's really low. Uh I don't hate it, though. I think it's going to be pretty low scoring myself. Uh, last game on the board. I don't have any action on this one. I know what the right side is, but I haven't bet it yet. Tampa Bay, minus two and a half at the Dallas Cowboys. Total set at 50 and a half. But one thing I did bet in this game is I bet the under at 51 and a half when it was out there in the market. Do not bet this below 51. If you see a 51 out there, totally fair to bet it. 51 is a really, really key number in this game, 27, 24. Probably a very likely outcome, so don't touch it. 15 and a half, please do me a favor. Unless you like the over, then definitely go bet this right now. Um, plus two and a half for the Cowboys. I know that's the right side. I just absolutely want no fucking part of it. <laughs> yeah, I like. I, if I had to choose, I would go uh, Cowboys. I know Tampa Bay, they got some stuff going on. You know, Brady was all over the place. Um, it's another year, and obviously he's the GOAT, but I'm curious to see how Tampa Bay is going to be this year, too. Uh, I would take Dallas plus two and a half, also a game that I'm probably going to stay away from until the live bets. Yeah, and also it's Sunday night football. Like you're gonna tell I me that- know, <laughs> but Sunday night footballs is when I like to do the anytime touchdown bets, which yeah. in that case, I will bet um, Tony Pollard anytime. This is my favorite to do 
on Sunday Night Football, especially when I don't like the teams. Shortest touchdown, under one and a half yards. Just root for them to get to the one-yard line and punch it in. What's the and odds then, on that? What are, what are the it's odds? Like, it's like mm-hmm. minus, minus 125, minus 130 for shortest touchdown to be one yard. Okay. And then I always love doing first touchdown score. So what you did last night with Gabe Davis. Uh, I love taking two guys, one guy on each team, roof of both sides. I don't care who has the ball. Just want my guy to get in the end zone. And I have a, I have a rule. I put this out on Twitter last night, but I have a rule with my buddies that I watch with. If I hit three in a row during the course of the season, I do them for Thursday night football, Sunday night football, Monday night football. If I hit three during the course of the regular season, Ruth Chris dinner on me. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, now I better be invited to that. You got to yeah. send, you got to send me your first, your, any of your uh, first touch on scores so I could ride those as well. And we can be Absolutely. sweating together. Will do. All right. That does it for Gambling with Gold, episode 102, our NFL best bets for week one. We'll talk to you guys soon. Good luck with all your best this week. Joey, let's make some money, baby. Let's do it. See ya.